Sweetheart? Honey? Oh. Carrie! I see you! the one who would be hurt in all this oh would be me. All right. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Miranda's podcast. Welcome back to Miranda's podcast. It is like 945 on a Friday on the East Coast. Yeah. Gilly, it's almost like seven by you. And we just spent the first 40 minutes not recording just <laughs> catching up talking about shit on youtube um yep and yes but here we are we are here for season three episode 11 running with scissors and this yes. is an iconic episode for so many reasons it is iconic i have three letters for you sarah aid no <laughs> no not hiv or aid <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what? A, B, C. We are into entering into annoying bratty carry territory. I thought we we had already been in that. No, territory. no, we're entering into the like annoying, undeserving, ungrateful, selfish carry phase. Kelly, where have we been already? <laughs> Where were we before? <laughs> no, this is like, you know, between. This is top notch. Top this notch. This is like prime time. Like between, you know, she's kissing big and she's like, oh, I can't breathe. Or when she's kissing Aiden, like, oh, it's so hot in here. It's just like, <laughs> okay. shut up. Like, please. This, this episode made me, made my misophonia tick oh so my God, many times. Oh my God, so much. Kissing and the switching. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And yeah. please, if other people feel this, I really don't like when I see kissing that looks like too much of face smushing. Oh my like God. Kissing looks. Sarah Jessica Parker does so much face smushing in her like passionate kisses. I don't oh, really. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't I really don't understand. Like it. It's always like her nose is like smushed against her face. Like, I don't. I know. I don't really know, I know. why that was a acting choice, but. I know. And I was having like physical reactions to the the smooching especially with when the scene with aiden and carrie oh my when god they're so in, gross bed, in their bed and he's like was, on top of her yeah mm, and you and you and oh, mm, and you can just tell like she a did not anything that looks a little bit non-consensual or yeah. awkward i don't like watching on tv yeah it's like empathy overload and it's just too much to watch well, it was interesting um, when she said oh i hate that like that sound you make is annoying and i was like yeah kind of is annoying <laughs> When Aiden's like, <laughs> you're like, mm. Carrie, you're a total bitch, but you're totally right. What does he, what does he do? Mm, or something like, mm. it, it's like the thing when someone like eats like, mm, mm, or like, yeah, 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 drink, yeah. like, like that is annoying. Yeah. It's the same line of just like a repetitive, like pleasurable sound emanating from somebody else that you're just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it was too much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Gilly. I don't know. This episode was amazing, but. That part was awful to me. Let me do a quick summary. Do a quick summary. Get in there. All right. We have some four incredible plot line, plot lines, 
Carrie and Big's affair comes to a close because Natasha catches Carrie in the apartment in this yep. episode. And you, throughout this episode, you watch the kind of little issues mm -hmm. trickle into Carrie and Big's yep. affair. As Carrie states, it's no longer elegant. Hate to break it to you, Carrie. An affair is like never elegant. It was always kind of yep. skeezy, as you said. The it last went from elegant with was. crystals to seedy with plastic cups. And it That's felt it. so gross and so depressing to watch. Yeah, yeah. But so their affair comes to an end. Carrie in this episode tells Miranda about the affair. And then she is caught by Charlotte when she's yeah. leaving the hotel with Big. And so there's a lot of reveals and being caught this episode for Carrie. And yet Aiden is still in the dark. What is the Miranda title of this episode, in this, by the way? Running with scissors, which we okay, all know okay. you shouldn't do. It's dangerous. I tell my students, <laughs> okay. fucking don't fucking run with those scissors in class. <laughs> so this episode, Miranda, hilarious, Maria, I, falls for a man dressed yes. in a sandwich costume. Yes, this is this uh, is another costume. iconic episode for another reason. It's like all the memes that come from she was a lawyer and he was a sandwich. The next day on her way back to work, Miranda was about to experience a different type of high-risk behavior. Eat me. Excuse me? Eat me. Miranda was furious. It was bad enough she had just lost a case, but now she was being harassed by a sandwich? Yes, so good. Oh, that was, yeah. And then Samantha, this episode, dates a the male version of her. So he's super Which sexual. Was so corny. He, it was disgusting. <laughs> and before they go into bed with each other, he wants her to get a quote unquote AIDS, AIDS test. test. <laughs> ancient There were so many ancient scrolls this episode. First AIDS of test. And Samantha is terrified to take the test because she scared the results, which I thought was very relatable. Yes. Um, Charlotte in this episode meets none other than Anthony Maritino. He becomes her stylist, wedding planner, and then eventually her like- Love this introduction of Anthony. Gay BFF. Yeah. And yeah, great for plot lines. No consistent theme. Yeah, no consistent theme. Um, there was no pun except um, safety. Maybe, yeah. No. Maybe they're getting out of the, the pun zone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Maybe the puns have, are no more. Where should we start? I think we need, we got to start with Carrie and Big. I think that it's just the way we got to do yeah. this. I mean, it's... Well, I have a question for you. Yeah. Tell me. Okay. So I'm watching this and he, she's like being annoying, being like, it's so hot in here. And she like pushes him off of her. And he goes, what are you saving it for? Your boyfriend? Like, as in, like, I don't really know what he was Ooh. saying, but as in, like, are you saving sex for your boyfriend later? Like, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, like saving, kind of giving it up for and your him. And, and she's like, me. don't talk to me that way. And like, you know, you can't talk to me that way and whatever. I just, I find it like really kind of pathetic to watch Carrie try to like have, you know, feign this respect that she has for you know the third parties which is Aiden and Natasha like I really hate watching her being like what about them like we love them like we care about them 
But she continues to like keep meeting up with Big and like, to be honest, I, I was sh- like shocked to watch how this episode began. We left. I know. With Carrie just being like, I want to quit so bad. And she's crying. She almost like killed Aiden's dog. And and then it 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 starts with very happy, upbeat music. And she has her little like aviator disguise trench coat on. And they keep meeting in more and more hotels. And like it was like I would have loved to see that in between period of like what happened? Like what made you like flip that switch so fast? And they were relishing yeah. this like affair they were having and and that was hard to watch yeah and it's this overt selfishness because she's indulging in just completely what she wants with no fantasy real care yeah with no real care of aiden and and then charlotte completely calls carrie out in this episode episode. oh that scene i know we're jumping a little ahead but when Charlotte runs into Carrie and Big and then realizes what's been happening and, yep. you know, Carrie talks to her and Charlotte's like, no, 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 you don't care about Natasha. You only care about you getting caught by her. Yeah. She goes, you just think about what would happen to you if she found out, not about actually her. Um, and yeah. And, and Charlotte summed it up perfectly, which is like you are you you are not considering other people. And, and you know what? Selfishness, I know, can be really demonized. Like sometimes it's okay to be selfish, but Carrie's selfishness is just so destructive. It and is. She keeps, she keeps touting this, like, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Oh, and I'm like, that's, yeah, but you, right. you're actively doing something that would cause somebody else pain. I am not that woman. Please, Charlotte. I feel bad enough already. Good. You should feel bad. Do you ever think about how she'd feel if she found out? Yes, I think about it all the time. No, you don't. You think about what would happen to you if she found out. You don't think about her. She's just the idiot wife. You don't know anything about her. Okay, in a minute, I'm going to suffocate myself in this bubble wrap. This isn't a joke, Carrie. They took vows. Vows he broke. I'm getting married in three weeks. How would you feel if someone did this to me? And that's the issue I have with her constantly, like, even like bickering and getting in fights with big while this is happening is she's trying to like pretend she's on some sort of moral high horse than him. And she's trying to act like she's this thoughtful, empathetic person. It's like, but we love them. What about them? And I I'm kind of team big on this. He's kind of like, it's all the house is on fire and I'm, we're burning alive. Like, just fucking accept it. And she's kind of like, no, there are other ways out. Like, we can fix this. And he's kind of like, you know what? We're kind of fucked. Like, it is what it is. Like, call a spade a spade at this point. You're married. All right. Hand me the phone. I'm going to call her right now. Hand me the phone. Don't be ridiculous. I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to call her at the beach and say that you love me and you want a divorce? You don't want me to call her. Because you're still in love with that other guy. This is about that other guy. The other guy has a name. It's Aiden. And you have a wife, Natasha. Give me the phone. And if you really wanted to tell her, you would have told her by now. What the fuck? You told me not to tell her. And the fact is, like, Big multiple times has wanted to tell Natasha. But I think there's a part of it that Carrie likes that it's secret. 
And I think she's probably maybe realizes that they don't work in a normal setting and and is so afraid of it not working out that she'd rather keep this fucked up situation behind Aiden's back just so she can have the little piece of being wanted by Big. She'd rather keep this like fake world that they're living in in which they're like dating and meeting up all the time. And she like she has him like under her talons like she had this. She has Carrie has Big right now. She has control of the situation. And I think that's what she wants. I don't know if she gets gets as much of a rise out of the situation, like a kind of sexual rise out of the situation as as much. I think that, like you you said, like this is this kind of space that she has where she can be with Big. And you can see how much fear she has about the idea of going back to normal because Big is the one that's like, can we just... Like, if I tell Natasha, like, are we going to do this? And it's interesting to see him say that because Carrie's also like, well, like, are we going to do this like on walking down the street together? And I just felt so much. I don't know. I just for both of them, I just felt, God, these people are so pathetic. They can't just say they like each other and be with each other in public. If I make that call, are you going to be there for me? Are we going to do this, really? I mean, I'm out in the daylight. No cocktails, no hotel rooms, real life. Carrie, in or out? I need more time. Instead, you have to kind of use other people as collateral and yeah. like have these buffers. They like Aiden is just a buffer for Pawns, Carrie to yeah. kind of fill a void, to feel wanted, to feel like a good person because she's with a good guy. But really, she's like just as shitty as big. She should just like dump Aiden, to be honest. I mean, I know. And why not? Why, why not? doesn't she just break up with him? I mean, big is in a I would say big's in a harder situation than Carrie. Like he's married, like he is, you know, sharing a life assets and all this shit with somebody else like he's he's like carrie has an easy out carrie has an easy out and literally carrie could dip out of this relationship with aiden so fast to be with big i know i know that never made sense to me please anybody if you guys have any insight into carrie's psyche as to why she won't break up with aiden i assume it's what i'm thinking which is like she likes she's so such a narcissist that anybody like wanting her i think it's hard she doesn't want to be a bad person she doesn't want to like be a bitch yeah or do be selfish and yet she's inherently very selfish um but the natasha part was heartbreaking it is i wanted to ask you a question though tell me who who do you like when i'm watching this i'm just like initially i'm thinking oh man Big's terrible. Like he's older. This is his second time he's married and he's fucking up. But I wanted to ask you, like, do you who do you think is actually worse in this scenario? Carrie or Big? I don't know. Um, I think if you are legally married, that's probably you, worse. I think it's worse. I think it's worse if you are actually married. Um, Aiden and Carrie don't have an open relationship. They are together and they've made a commitment. It's not the level of marriage. I think it's worse. I think Big is the worst person. Totally. I think that's naturally, that was my response. But 
then I started thinking like, wow, like Carrie is so delusional that she literally could just break up with Aiden and she still won't do it. And she still has him on the back burner for her like security blanket to make her feel good, to make her feel like she's not alone, to make her like, that's why she's keeping him around. He is a plan B. He is a contingency plan. And that's what made me think like on a moral level, she's worse. She's trying so hard to pretend that she has empathy, but she doesn't like Charlotte said, she actually doesn't. And that's what makes me feel like she's kind of worse. God, you know, it was awful when she came back into her apartment and he was there and he's oh. like, oh, what, what have you been up to? And like just the lies that she's <gasps> been telling him for the past couple episodes oh and you see it, she's like, oh, just a museum. It was fine. Let me wash my face. And then she, at the end, she's like, and somehow I figured a way to get out of it. I was like, you didn't figure out shit. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha found you and then fell and broke a tooth. Yeah, we like, got to talk about Natasha. Shit. This is... I know this is an iconic sex and city scene. This is like two birds, one stone. Natasha, not only maybe three birds. She knows the fair is happening. She sees it in her own house, as she points out. And then three, she trips and falls and like fucks up her tooth and like is bleeding all over the place and has to get stitches. And her parents on top of that have to find out about her affair, like right when she's finding out. So they're dragged into it. Like that is true. And it's also hilarious that Carrie just kept on running and like didn't stop. Like Carrie, like she obviously sees you. Like, I don't I just I don't know. I thought that was so funny. Not just like Carrie, Carrie, I, I see you. <laughs> They're like only like, I see you, people. Carrie. I knew you were having an affair, but I didn't know it was in my house. Yeah. Damn. And then she falls, which was like such an awful fall. You don't have a lot of like getting hurt on Sex and the City. So, you no. know, the stunt coordinator was like so pumped for that scene. But I also yes. But I also hate how Carrie is made out to be some sort of hero. And that's like that's always that is always rubbing the wrong way. She's the hero who's like so valiantly like puts her in a cap take her to the nearest emergency room you better say a fucking name of the hospital lady like just figure one out like i've never taken the subway in my life like just find one i I love it yeah and she yeah and i i was surprised that carrie got in the cab um i forgot that she got in the cab part of me was like does she leave or does she she goes. I love it. She she didn't dare sit in the back. She did like the cardinal sin of taxi cabs. Just sit in the front when like the driver clearly does not want you yeah, to sit in the front. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and she's a good enough person, but not enough. Yeah, to why sit didn't next to she Natasha. go in the back? <laughs> Natasha's like maybe because Natasha didn't want to move over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because like <laughs> then they're at the hospital and Big like comes in like, <gasps> like how is she or like something like that, and Carrie's like. Something, something like stitches. She needs to get, she's a cracked tooth. Her parents are on their way. Like as if she's some sort of first responder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, shut up, Carrie. You yeah, fucking also, how does caused this. Carrie have, how does Carrie have all of that information too? Like, <laughs> I know. like if I was Natasha, I'd be like, get this woman out of here. Hey, Care. But- hey, Care. Can you come in the other room? I just want to give you an update. Hey, Care. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, fuck you, bitch. Like, is Carrie talking to the plastic surgeon? Like, is she, like, the point of contact in this? It's so... Poor Natasha. You really do feel for Natasha. you you know that if Carrie makes a bold-faced lie to Aiden, you know that she's, like, making a a bold-faced lie to, like, all the staff at the hospital. (laughs) Yeah, we were just, like, out shopping, and she, like, fell. (gasps) I'm a good friend. Because yeah, li- no, you know course. they're gonna be like, we need to know what ha- like what happened. Okay, like they want they need to know all the information. <laughs> Natasha's crazy. She was chasing me. We were just having a little fun game, horsing around. <laughs> <laughs> Classic hide and seek. Um, yeah, no, and then I, I, I at the end, I okay, I'm not sure. Let, tell me what you think. I didn't have like a great carry track in this episode because the whole episode yeah, felt like a carry tracker. A carry but the part that I actually thought was a carry tracker, like <laughs> specifically, was when Big was like, I'll call you. And she's like, we're so over. We need a new word for over. I was like, damn, like his <laughs> like wife loses a tooth. <laughs> she's good. Like they find out and you're like, deuces, I'm out. I don't <laughs> I know. know. For, I'm like. Wow, I, you feel like God Big kind of lost it all there, but um. yeah, I mean, I yeah, I I definitely felt, I definitely like smiled a little bit when she said we are so over because part of me thought like, well, all the air is kind of cleared now, like I guess you could date, but the, also the trauma of what has happened is like so like kind of unspeakable that you can't really proceed, but also like. She it's such a carry trucker because she needs to have the last fucking word. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm right. going to dump we, you yeah, before you dump me because I almost killed your wife. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say this entire episode is our is a carry tracker. Yep. The multiple it. things. Ding, ding, were, ding. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Carrie and Big, the affair is officially over. And as we know, in the next episode, the reveal to Aiden. So it's yep. really coming to a close. Yep. And um, okay, so let's move on. I really want to talk about, I think we got to get into Samantha's little uh, AIDS okay. test perhaps. So I have a lot to share about this and I'm going to be super vulnerable right now. Um, <laughs> and which, no, I don't have HIV, but <laughs> I have. Gosh. So as maybe I, I know I've mentioned before, like I have obsessive compulsive disorder mm-hmm. and one of my like obsessions for a long time was that I had HIV or I was going to yeah. get HIV. Now, I had this fear before I was even sexually active <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> because I just thought like, oh, my God, like I somehow like it's it's not rational. But this episode was very relatable to me in the fact like how terrified you'd be to get a test to find out that you were HIV positive. Now, in this day and age, finding out you're HIV positive, it you can live a non-detected life. Yeah. Like let's like looking yeah. in the serious side, like it's not what it was back in to, the 2000s, yeah. the 1980s, 1990s. It's very different now. Um, I'm still very terrified of yes. it and it doesn't make any medical sense why I'm terrified of it but um yeah I I I don't know I I um I don't know if you know this but in college I worked at the HIV center I do in, remember that um, yeah in Ann Arbor yeah I and remember I remember that. this and I it was it was like kind of a good exposure therapy for me because I was like so terrified about AIDS and that was not based in like a logical sense and this one person said 
that she got it from a guy, but she tested positive like eight years later. She had had it the <gasps> whole time. I, nothing has been worse for HIV my or than, AIDS. Than, 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 H- she had HIV. Okay. HIV. Uh-huh. But yeah, there was like this, regardless, this episode was very dated by the fact that the guy said an AIDS test. Oh like God, no one would ever say that now. I know. They kept saying AIDS test. And okay, so just to backtrack for our listeners, um, Samantha mm-hmm. is out on the town. Sorry, I went on a tangent there. Yeah, Samantha's out on the town and she meets like basically the Samantha version of her or like the male version of her. And um you know, he's kind of known as being a sexually active man and she's known as being a sexually, sexually active woman. And they immediately are like, I know who you are. And he's like, I know who you are. And they like go to introduce their names and they're like, want to go back to my place. But I guess like they couldn't go back. I don't know. Maybe they go back to his place. And they do because of the swing. Yeah. Oh, right. He says he has a swing. And my Samantha Zinger actually is... I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Well, I've always wanted to run off and join the circus. <laughs> <laughs> I totally missed that line. That's so good. It's so corny. She's it's such so a corny. Ball. It's so corny. Um, but he is very insistent on her getting a AIDS test, as he puts it. I kind of like this guy, to be honest. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of realized something. Hmm. He, do you think he says that to every woman or just Samantha because of her reputation? That's a great question. I, because like part of me was wondering, like, if I met this guy and he wanted a casual encounter, I feel like he would look at me and be like, "Mm, I don't need to worry about her. (laughs) (laughs) That girl looks celibate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I think with Samantha, like, she's known, because he was saying, like, I can't, like, love you the way I want to unless I know you. Or, yeah, like, fuck you or eat you. I was like, whoa, that is bold. Maybe eating was a theme of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Eat we me. think of Mar- the Natasha's yeah. tooth, mouth, the sandwich. There's a lot of like oral fixation I- in this episode. It's definitely oral fixation. Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. But then it like, um, it made me realize, Sarah, and I would love your brain. This is probably when we need someone like your sister to come on and provide some actual information. I don't think I've ever had an HIV test. I might have had one like, I think what? I took an STD test in like 2013, but I don't think I've ever had Gilly. an HIV test. Wait, but I think you've told me that you you don't really go to the gyno regularly. Well, right? I went to well, okay, I, I went to the gyno actually a couple weeks ago, and I'm all good. Okay, but I was wondering. Excellent. <laughs> this is my question, and this is why we need to have like a panel, like with a doctor. Is you know. Like, I've had many pap smears over the past 10 years. And I've had HPV at one point. It was, like, uh, non-cancerous. So we just, it's like a virus. You just wait for it to kind of go away. And so, but you can't, can you detect HIV in pap smears? No. 
No, I don't. No, no, no. HIV, I, I believe you have to get te- like it's it's a blood test. OK, so I've had a lot of blood te- blood work done, though, like a lot of blood work done. So I'm pretty sure it's not it's not like when you go and get routine things, you just get that checked. I do think you have to, especially if they ask you like in a sexual screening, like partners and are you in a monogamous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because I know a doctor once was like, do, or do you want to get an HIV test? Oh, and I should probably get one of those then. I had, I had been with Dakota for like two yeah. years at that point. Like we're obviously monogamous and so it wasn't necessary. But um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, STD tests, it's, it's a little bit kind of yeah. terrifying, right? I don't know. Did I ever tell you that when Dakota and I first started dating, and before we slept with each other, I made him like I for some reason like was a new woman when I started dating Dakota. Like I wasn't drinking. I was like very confident in myself. And I had always wanted before I was like slept with a guy for him to like be like gave gave me certainty that he did not have any STD. So oh, I made Dakota get an, a full STD test and I made him show me the results. Good. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember I went to and I'd never asked anybody to do that before. But it felt kind of just like, like, I think it, I think people should get tested regularly if you're with multiple partners and you're not using protection. Yeah. Well, Samantha clearly uses protection, but that's like, clearly she needs. No, but remember at the table, they said all the time. Oh, I don't remember that. Right? Like, no. And I think because... Do you know that I I was just I was just reading this online. This is like some half-assed research, but that heterosexual heterosexual women accounted for 16% of new HIV diagnoses. Wow. Yeah, heterosexuals counted because most we grew I grew up believing right. that like the, these are the people who got HIV. Yeah. Gay men and like prostitutes. Yeah. That that's like the the stereotype mm-hmm. that I was raised mm-hmm. with. And but so heterosexual women have really been left out of the conversation and it's oh, kind of seen as like you don't get it right like you're not in a high risk group and maybe you're not in the highest mm. risk group but um you know what Catherine actually in her she went to brown and did like her honors thesis on literature and like hiv oh, or okay. something so she would be the god she, we should have had her on for this we can still bring her back i know i need to call her um so, yes. So women are most likely to contract HIV through heterosexual sex. Interesting. Then followed by drug use. OK. OK. So okay. um, let's focus on Miranda's little sandwich plot line. I love this is classic. Again, very memeable. Classic. Sex in the city. And I actually. Classic Carrie voiceover. Yes. She was a lawyer. He was a sandwich. So um, this is like one of those through lines like Miranda through lines that I completely identify with which is like having some sort of irrational like attraction (laughs) to someone or something and it's inexplicable and it usually has to do with like um like things being weird or like taken away from you like in this situation like Miranda like can't see who's behind the sandwich costume (laughs) And so, yeah, it, she said he's a mysterious, like sexy voice. So it yeah. adds this mystery. Yeah. <laughs> and so I completely understood this moment of her falling in love with the sandwich. And I love when she's like, I just can't stop thinking about him. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about him. 
You're telling me you're turned on by a sandwich? Well, I, I think it's the fact that I can't see him. It's dangerous or something. I think that is one fresh sandwich. His voice is so sexy, but he's probably a troll. I mean, any man who propositions a woman from inside a big sandwich has got to be a troll, right? I don't know. You think he's white meat? <laughs> I also loved and despised Carrie's racist comment of like, well, is he white oh meat? Oh my God, is he dark meat or white meat? I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I know, whoa. Yeah, do you think he's white meat? Um, I know. I I also love when Sex and City pulls these like ridiculous little plot lines. Like they're so silly. This was almost like surrealist Leah moment. It, it they kept exactly. They kept referring to him as a sandwich. Like I've never had sex with a sandwich before. It's not a sandwich. It's a man. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it when she goes in. Like let me like with her. Let me speak to the manager. Haircut and like little scarf. She literally had a Miranda went full Karen. She goes, I'd like to speak to the manager, please. And he goes, Lady. I know. He's a sandwich. <laughs> no, eat. He's a sandwich. Yes, <laughs> <a> sandwich. <laughs> What he's saying. Eat me. Yeah, it's a sandwich. No, he didn't say it in the sandwich way. He said it in the sexual harassing way. Lady, he's a sandwich. She's like, oh, oh okay. eat me. <laughs> and the thing is, they cast I, like, oh. the perfect guy underneath that sandwich costume. And they describe just like a he's yeah. cute, but not that cute, like kind of like quirky and weird looking with like a goofy smile but he's the kind of guy that would dress up like a sandwich yeah exactly exactly exactly. (laughs) you know i bet everybody could think of someone in their life that'd be like yeah i know a guy who dress up like a sandwich on the street totally um and yeah this was one of those plot lines that doesn't move anything forward (laughs) no it was definitely a filler and it was super silly um yeah, actually, no one really had a plot line that moved them forward other than Charlotte. Even even Charlotte just had stacks of magazines for picking out her wedding dress. But I did love Anthony in this episode. Ancient Scroll. An- ancient Scroll wedding magazine. I don't think like that's that. an Ancient Scroll. I don't think so. What? Do people read wedding magazines? Yes, they do. And if I, if I, I would 100% get magazines. Yeah, because you can rip things out and like flip through it. Isn't that what Pinterest is for? Kind of, but I think magazines are more fun. Do you do you collage? Do you like do vision boards and mood boards? And no, collaging? no, I don't. No. I'm a big Pinterester, but I think like I, I do like have a subscription to El Decor. Oh, my actually speaking of which I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. Okay, I was hang- what? I was hanging out with Melissa, one of our listeners. Oh, she was. I know she was here on a flight. We we used to go out a lot in New York City. Sarah, yep. me and Melissa, Melissa uh, in our in our early twenties, and go out and we would talk about, as Sarah puts it, PG fantasies. Which oh, is like, yeah. Do you want to describe it real quick? A PG fantasy is something that is not sexual in nature. This is not sexual, <laughs> but it's little fantasies that you have in your head, like. Going to Bed Bath Beyond with your new boyfriend and running into your ex while you pick out new towels. Yeah. Or, or someone yeah. like caring for you when you have your period and he's caring Ex- for you. Exactly. Like these little kind of um, scenarios that go in your head that kind of bring you like like ego satisfying joy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Melissa was here. She was stopping in LAX um, and basically she came over 
And, you know, she's on London time and I'm just kind of like frazzled and in my own world. So I, we just picked up some wine and we're like, OK, let's just drink wine where I'm in Los Angeles right now. I'm subletting and we had some wine with the roommates here. It was really fun. But like at like 1055 p.m. sharp, we were like, want to go to bed on a Saturday night. And I was like down. And she was like, I have my architectural digest or she had like world of interiors or something with her. And I was like, well. I have my L decor with me. And so we're like lying in bed, like you're oh. still drinking your wine and we're flipping through our respective catalogs. Mind you, I've smoked a little bit and she asks me something that like made me weep of laughter, oh. which what I'm going to ask it? you. Tell me. She goes, what are your thoughts on black toilets? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, dying, Gilly. I am. This is so goddamn ironic. I literally (laughs) yesterday was at a happy hour and I had to poo so badly, and they had a black toilet, and I could not tell if it flushed or not. And I was like (laughs) freaking out. And I was like, I absolutely hate black toilets. This is so ridiculous. I don't like this at all. Okay, absolutely incredible question, Melissa. I thought it was the funniest thing. She was like, I just can't. She's like, I can't. I'm just going to say it. I can't do black toilets. And I was dying. It was like the funniest thing because I was like, yeah, there's something. I hate the contrast. I hate the contrast of like the white toilet paper and the black bowl. Also, like, who buys that? Ironic that you were talking about this because that was my first thought when I sat on that black toilet of how confused I was by what was happening. You know, like you yeah. like, I can't see it. Did it go or not? Like, and is this supposed to be like, like luxury or like good taste? And it's like in, in the freaking bathroom. Like, I know I just find it so funny that like if you're going to drop some money on like your new interior design venture, like I rather get like a nice bed frame. I'm not about to be like you, you reach baller status if you're buying a black toilet. Yes. If you can choose the color of your toilet, you have choices. I'm going to disagree. I think if there's any sort of pastel color, it's a little bit less baller. But if you are going... If you can choose a black toilet, you have choices. (laughs) You are fucking rolling in it. Like, it's an aggressive color you have to commit to. Yeah. And the rest of your bathroom has to because the bathroom that I was in, it was like all black tile on the wall, black tile on the the floor and then cool like tropical <laughs> wallpaper in it and like interesting lighting in a black sink. It was just like a very bold design choice yeah. in this place. But I remember thinking, I fucking hate this black toilet. So, Melissa, not a fan of black toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, Amazing. OK, so. Yeah, so- Wait, okay, so but you were talking about catalogs. Um, Yeah. That guy that reminds me of that Best in Show line. Like, we are so lucky to raise the time of catalogs. Amongst (laughs) catalogs. Yes. It's so true. But I remember growing up and like loving getting the limited two catalog, the Delia's catalog. Delia's catalog. Sketchers. I loved the Sketchers catalog when it came out. I don't think my mom let me get that one. But um, let's do this. Yeah, catalogs were kind of. I mean, oh, like, I would take a Sharpie yeah. and like star just everything that I thought was cool. I was like, this is fucking cool. This is fucking cool. This is 
And I remember it was so cool when Lucky Magazine came out with those stickers that was like, like it, love it, gotta have it. Do you remember that in the magazine? They came with stickers you could put in the magazine. (gasps) Yeah, you know what? Magazines are nice. I don't read magazines anymore. Only if I'm in a waiting room. Yeah, true, true. And it's actually, or like getting a manicure, pedicure. Um, Mm. (laughs) Very true. I did find it was... um, I did what I did find interesting about this episode, if I will say, like just uh, I think we're wrapping it up at this point. Um, yeah. And then I have one more funny Carrie line that I just love in this episode. Yeah, I think it's I, I thought it was funny, like because of social media, there's been way more discourse around high risk behavior, like mental health and like setting boundaries. But I thought it was so interesting that, you know, Carrie is getting drinks with Miranda and she's like, I needed you to tell you something. It's basically shocking. And I need you to kind of just like brace yourself is what she's pretty much saying. And and Miranda's like, okay, all right, tell me. She's like, I'm having an affair with big. And Miranda's like, okay, okay. And then Carrie starts lighting a cigarette and Miranda's like, can I have one? And Carrie's <laughs> like, I love you. And I kind of love that moment. Um, where Miranda's smoking a cigarette, they're analyzing it. But Carrie says, like, to find really interesting, she was like, I need you to yank me out of this situation. I can't see right now. I need you to yank me out. And I thought that was, Mm. I thought that was actually really relatable um, I think that, you know, love is blinding. I think it can be really hard when you're in it to like see right. Um, and needing Miranda to yank her out. But it's just interesting that we watch later that Carrie like won't like really like listen to Miranda's sound advice. Um, yeah, I think it's like the quitting of smoking or any like bad habit. If it doesn't come from you or if you don't really feel a consequence, whether it's on a large scale or a small scale, I don't think people's behavior is really motivated by other people like telling them to do something. And I think yeah. people learn that like the hard way when you want to change. Yeah. Like, like how many people do you know and they have bad habits and you're like, oh my God, if you just fucking stop drinking, like if you just stop doing this. Yeah. If you, and then they they can't and they may ask for help, but if they can't yeah. help themselves. So Car- Miranda's in a lose-lose situation because any advice that she's going to give, if, if Carrie's not going to like listen to it. Miranda's yeah. not going to be the, the the person who yanks her out of it. It will be Carrie. No. Or in this case, Natasha fucking falling and breaking her tooth. Right. It was interesting. My Miranda call out, actually. What are you going to do over there without your job? Eat croissant? Was that she goes, Carrie goes, does he only want me because he can't have me? And Miranda, without skipping a beat, goes, yes. She's and, like, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> like, wow. And then, yeah, Carrie got like, so, oh, tell me how you really feel. But it's like, that was like Carrie being like so irritating to me, which is like, you asked for her advice and you like fucking own up to it. And so, yeah. No, I thought Miranda was a good friend in this episode. I thought Samantha was a good friend in the last episode. And I, I am sure. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Wait, wait. Can you imagine if. Samantha, Miranda, and Charlotte had a group chat about Carrie and the shit they must talk. Because, like, Carrie is clearly that friend that, like, 
because like Carrie's obviously close with all of them. You yes. know these friend dynamics where there's individuals yes. that are close. And I yes. would just love to see Samantha, Miranda, and Charlotte just talk shit about Carrie and just oh, like, like go in on her. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I could see Miranda being protective at times, but also. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So this leads me to another moment because, you know, Carrie keeps having these like individual moments with friends where she's like really looking for reassurance. And Charlotte is really the one who doesn't give it to her. And so then, you know, Charlotte says something the lungs of like, Carrie, how could you do this? You're my maid of honor. And then quickly (laughs) Carrie says like maid of dishonor. And I just fucking love that line because I refer to myself as Heather's maid of dishonor multiple times. Love it. I love it. Or like after like I complained about the makeup, I was like, I'm a maid of dishonor. It was fun. It was funny to see Charlotte somehow make everything about her. I know that she was being like calling Carrie out, but she was kind of like, my wedding is coming up. Like I'm about to be married. Like, can you imagine doing that to me? Like it was so like, I know perfect how they, you know, total bride, (laughs) bride brain, bride brain. Um, okay. So fashion call outs. I have one actually. Oh my God. She's fashion roadkill. Okay. I have a weird one. Should we say at the same time? Cause I think it's the same one. Three, okay. two, one. Natasha. Carrie's white. Oh, okay. Oh, what what is Natasha's outfit? Natasha like? again wearing all white, but she has a very like Everlane look with yeah. like slide mules on. I just thought it was oh, very yeah. relevant yeah. right now. She she's dressed very classic, very um um who's that God, who's that woman who JFK's that they died in a plane crash? Carolyn Bassett? Oh, I don't know. I guess oh, so. Caroline, I think that's what Caroline Bissett. I think she has, it's a very like classic look that any time period Natasha would be stylish. Um, okay. So I totally agree with that one. And I love that she's in white. My, my fashion call out is Carrie in white. And I really liked Carrie and her white wife beater and the white whitey tighties. Like, oh it would be yeah, a yeah, dream yeah, yeah. To look like that in men's underwear. And I definitely <laughs> tried and it just did not. I'm, I can't pull that off. I would look like a serial killer if I were. <laughs> Like I would be on one of those like ID networks, like women who kill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, that is so funny. Like, like I, I lean what's her something from monster. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. What's her name? Eileen. Um, fucking she's a weird last name. All I know is this is that not soon after Dakota and I started dating, like maybe like five months, I like my, my roots were like really (laughs) greasy and my, my ends were dry and I have like curly hair. So I brushed it out. Eileen Warnos. Yeah. He fucking sends me a picture of Eileen Warnos and said, that's what I reminded him of. So to this day, we'll send a picture of Eileen Warnos to each other. But I was like, wow, so really good. dating, calling me, calling me Eileen Warnos because of my bad hair. Okay, um, what's your rating? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Let's do it at the same time. You're going to be surprised by this. All right. Three, two, one, four. Five. Oh. oh my gosh now i kind of want to raise mine no i wanted to lower mine <laughs> okay so i have no conviction for, let's no settle conviction. for 4.5 i mean this is again sex in the city gold like this is natasha you know funny tr- tripping and falling I, on the stairs like iconic 
I don't think we've ever tracked our system. I would love to put this in some like Excel sheet and just kind of like get a graph of this. I'll just have to relist the episodes. Let's get Jason Goldrosen on the episode. Jason, we, we need back. you to go through all of our podcasts, write down the ratings and then put it into a visual. Mr. All Data right. Scientist. Well, I need to tinkle. So we're going to have to wrap this episode up. But all um, right. So everybody, we have an amazing episode next week. We have season three, episode 12. And we have a great guest, Audrey, coming on. Yes, She's a one of our listeners. Fan and listener. We're so excited to have her on. We've been planning this for like two months now or a month and a half. Um, and this is the episode in which Charlotte gets married. So great conversation to be had. And so, yeah. So That's can't it. wait for next week. We'll see you later, our little sandwiches. (laughs) Bye, sandwiches. Eat me. Eat me.